Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Psychology Tidbits. Join Dr. Carlos as he explores the many areas of the human mind. Welcome, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about self-esteem. What's the nature and motivating power behind self-esteem, and can it actually be bad? Well, believe it or not, we're going to find out. Thank you for those who are subscribing and following us. We truly appreciate it. Please hit that like button and share these podcasts so we can continue to grow as we're expanding on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. What is self-esteem? Well, it's an overall self-evaluation, the sum of all our self-schemas or prototypes and possible selves. It's an evaluation or sense of self-worth. If we see ourselves as attractive, athletic, smart, and destined to be rich and loved, we will have high self-esteem. When we feel good about the domains such as uh, looks, smarts, or whatever it may be, it's important to our self-esteem. One person may have self-esteem that is highly contingent on doing well in school or being physically attractive, or another one might be just being loved by God and adhering to moral standards. It really varies. Specific self-perceptions do have some influence, though. If you think you're good at math, you'll be more likely to do well at math. Although general self-esteem does not predict academic performance very well, academic self-concept, whether you think you're good or not, does predict performance. Of course, each causes the other. Doing well at math makes you think you're good at math, which then motivates you to do even better. So if you want to encourage someone or yourself, it's better if you praise. If your praise is specific, you're good at math instead of general, you're great. And if your kind words reflect true ability and performance, you really improved on your last test. Rather than unrealistic optimism, you can do anything. And this this is really important for parents, too, to understand. Be specific in your praise. Compliment their hard work and dedication, their persistence, resilience, so they can associate positiveness to being consistent and being resilient. These are important, important characteristics for children as they grow up. Here's another example we can talk a little bit about. Imagine you're getting a grade back for the first test in a psychology class. When you see your grade, you groan. You're hovering somewhere between a D and an F. But then you get an encouraging email with some review questions for the class. And the message says, students who have high self-esteem not only get better grades, but they remain self-confident and assured. Bottom line, hold your head and your self-esteem high. Another group of students instead get a message about taking personal control of their performance or receive review questions only. So how would each group do on the final exam? Well, the study showed, to the surprise of the researchers, the students whose self-esteem was boosted did by far the worst on the final. In fact, they flunked it. Struggling students told to feel good about themselves, the researchers mused, may have thought, I'm already great, why study? So that's, see, that's right there. The general feedback can give a person... A misperception of who they are. And we saw it here in this study right now. 
Most people are extremely motivated to maintain their self-esteem. In fact, a study found that college students prefer to boost to their self-esteem than to eating their favorite food. No kidding. So somewhat incredibly, self-esteem is more important than pizza. What happens, though, when your self-esteem is threatened? For example, by a failure or unflattering comparison with someone else. Self-esteem threats occur also among friends whose success can be more threatening than that of strangers. Your level of self-esteem also makes a difference. High self-esteem people usually react to a self-esteem threat by compensating for it, blaming someone else, or trying harder next time. These reactions help them preserve their positive feelings about themselves. Low self-esteem people, however, are more likely to break by blaming themselves or giving up. And this is one of the things we have to remember as human beings. Don't give up. Don't blame, repos- uh, blame other people. Take responsibility. Everybody has issues. Everybody falters. Everybody has hard times. Everybody makes mistakes. Maybe more, some more than others. But I'll tell you, the ones who come out of it, don't blame others. You take responsibility. And this is a big concept in existentialism. Uh, Jean-Paul Sartre and a lot of other uh, psychological theories is really owning what's happening. Because that's how you take control. And that's one of the biggest aspects of human behavior is actually having control. Think about it. How important is it for you in your life to have control? People who cut you off and you get angry, it's because your control has been taken away. Someone offended you. Someone slighted you. Right? That's why we get angry. There was an injustice that was done. It's also a lack of control. Look what happens when you have individuals who get arrested. Their freedom gets taken away temporarily. That's a humongous lack of control, and some people respond aggressively with violence sometimes. So it's important to take responsibility. It gives us a little bit more control back in our lives. Here's an interesting concept. Is it the dark side of self-esteem? Well, believe it or not, people with low self-esteem, not low self-esteem, but people with high self-esteem can actually use it in a bad way. Here's what some studies have found. High self-esteem does have benefits, of course. It fosters initiative, resilience, and pleasant feelings. Yet, male teens who engage in sexual activity at an inappropriately young age tend to have higher than average self-esteem. So do teen gang leaders, extreme ethnocentrists, terrorists, and men in prison for committing violent crimes, according to studies, several studies. Even one author, uh, Baumeister, says Hitler had very high self-esteem. Of course, we already know that people with low self-esteem often have problems in life. They make less money, abuse drugs, and are more likely to be depressed. As we remember earlier, a correlation between two variables is sometimes caused by a third factor. Maybe people low in self-esteem also face poverty as children experienced sexual abuse or have parents who use drugs, all causes of later struggling. Sure enough, though, a study that controlled for these factors found that the link between self-esteem and negative outcomes did disappear. In other words, low self-esteem was not the cause, but a contributing factor or maybe a result of these other factors. you got to remember, too, one thing, folks. There's a thing, one of the biases that we do a lot in our thinking is the lack of understanding multiple causation pathways. Fancy way of saying there's there could be a lot of things that contribute to certain behaviors, and we have to understand that. So it doesn't have to be just low self-esteem that can cause certain behaviors or responses. It can also, obviously, more than likely, can be a, a, uh, an amalgamation of different things, such as poverty, sexual abuse, 
um, domestic violence, whatnot, usually all contribute to that piece of the pie. There's not just one big pie of low self-esteem that can cause certain behaviors. It's usually a lot of slices of different flavors. Not a very good analogy, but I think you get the point. High self-esteem becomes problematic if it crosses over into narcissism, over having an inflated sense of self. Most people with high self-esteem value both individual achievement and relationships with others. But narcissists usually have high self-esteem, but they're missing the piece about caring for others. It's usually only about individual achievement. Although narcissists are often outgoing and charming early on, their self-centeredness often leads to relationship problems in the long run. The link between narcissism and problematic social relations uh, to include narcissism in the dark triad of negative traits, along with Machiavellianism and antisocial psychopathy. Psychopathy. What am I talking about? Sorry, folks. Psychopathy. That's what happens when you read your notes and you can't read your writing well. So let me repeat that again so I can get that clear. The link between narcissism and problematic social relations led two scholars to include narcissism in what they call the dark triad of negative traits, along with Machiavellianism, which is manipulativism, uh, and uh, antisocial psychopathy. So you don't really want to have those three characteristics for that dark triad. Not good. It's also possible to have too much narcissistic pride in your group, not just yourself. For instance, Polish undergrads who displayed a collective narcissism believing their country was superior to others were more prejudiced against other groups. Mexican undergraduates high in collective narcissism are more likely to view the construction of a border wall as an insult and to endorse a boycott of U.S. products, according to a study done by Golik de Zavala and others in 2009. So whether someone has excessive pride in themselves or their group, others may end up suffering. But there is one thing. People are probably asking yourself the question, well, how do we know what good self-esteem is or not? Well, there's a concept called secure self-esteem. It's one rooted more in feeling good about one who is than in grades, looks, money, or others' approval. It's conducive to long-term well-being. This was confirmed in studies. Those whose self-worth was most fragile was most contingent on external sources, experienced more stress and anger and relationship problems. Think about it. If your self-esteem is based on what others view you as or what you look like or whatnot, those are very transient type of characteristics that can fluctuate day in and out, causing irritability and stress amongst your, among, and within you. Well, I just can't talk all of a sudden. Thank you for your patience, folks. So there you go, the complexity of understanding self-esteem. Too much, not a good thing. Too little, not a good thing. Got to find that balance and find an internal source. Be happy with yourself. Love yourself. And again, take responsibility. We thank you for following Psychology Tidbits. My apologies for our little slip-ups. We'll catch you all next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.